The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome, 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 everyone, to this episode of DFS Today for the May 28th edition, 2021. I'm your host today, William Harris. Find my Twitter at WilliamIsBill. And I'm with my main man, David Minkoff. Shout out your Twitter. And how you doing, David? How are you doing? I'm so pumped to, to be on here with you. I really missed you last week. My Twitter, as always, for those... Those inquiring is D Mank, um, and I am looking forward to jumping on a little three gamer for the playoffs with you tonight. Yeah, um, I tweeted about it the other day. It's the most wonderful time of the year. We got the playoffs that have been really exciting, and DFS has been, you know, just amazing as usual. Absolutely. <laughs> so, <we> got, yeah. <laughs> so, you got anything you want to say before we start off the show? I'm just I'm excited. We have a nice juicy three gamer, so I'm I'm ready to jump in when you are. All right, let's start it off with the first game at seven thirty. Uh, well, at seven o'clock, it's the Atlanta Hawks uh, versus the New York Knicks, and it's in Atlanta because the first two games were in New York. So for the Atlanta Hawks on the injury report, we have Brandon Goodwin is out and Cam Reddish is out. For the New York Knicks, we have Mitchell Robinson, the only player out right now. So um, the over-under for this game is 210, and the Hawks are a negative four, so favored by four in this game. Let's start off with the Knicks side of things. Who are you interested in as far as lineups-wise? Yeah, you, you touched on it. This line is low. The, the first game of the series was a defenseless game. The second game, the Knicks really locked down defense. I foresee something in between for this one. So because of that, on the Knicks, it's really hard to trust anyone outside of Mr. Julius Randle. And even he is not really going to be someone that I'm going to put too much stock in. At 9700 he got he had a price increase despite two straight games against Atlanta, subpar games for his standards this season, the most improved player of the year winner. Um, and for that reason, I'm not going to really be targeting anyone in the Knicks. Derek Rose... Um, wow. his price, I, I know, hot take, hot take, but um, the only guy I'm even looking at in the Knicks is Derrick Rose, and that's crazy for me to even mm -hmm. say out loud. 32-year-old Derrick Rose is back, and he's hungry for a playoff, and, and he, he loves being, I think, being that spark plug for the Knicks, so I like him. He's getting all the minutes he can handle. He's my only guy I'm looking at on the Knicks. I'm, I'm going to be fading Julius Randle. What about you? Wow, that is a hot take for sure. Uh, yeah, but you pretty much nailed it. I mean, that is a little high for Randall. He's been down a little bit, um, but they will need him to step up in this game, so I won't you know, kill you too much if you put him in your lineup. He can always go off in any moment. I like Derrick Rose. He's taking over being the old Derrick Rose a little bit. Uh, but I think it's two other guys you can look at also, and that's Alec Burks at 5,000. Um, you know, the first game he went off and had almost 38 drafting points. Second game, only 24. But, you know, he should be somewhere in that range for this game. So if you can use 24 to 38 points, I think he's someone you can look at. At 5,000, that's not too bad. And another sneaky guy you can look at is Taj Gibson, the old, old, old man, Taj Gibson. Uh, he's getting 23 and 24 drafting points. And he's 
at 3,800, you know, he's just someone you can throw in in the back of your lineup. And, you know, he's going to get you something in the 20s because Tibbs loves his old guys. But if that's not enough for you, don't expect 30 or anything like that. So, you know, just keep your expectations low. But um, that's just someone that you can look at, in my opinion, how you feel about that. I, I don't mind that. I mean, listen, I went with, with some veteran presence when I'm looking at DFS always. So the fact that you went Taj Gibson and I went D-Rose, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't see any issue right. with Taj Gibson. Honestly, if we're playing the 4K and below card um, to try and fill some value, now you mention it, I, I think Nerlens Noel could be a fun shot in the dark. He hasn't played mm-hmm. any minutes in those in two games so far with the Knicks, but this could be a, an opportunity for him to get up to those 25, 30 minutes, which we were seeing consistently earlier in the season. And if he gets there at 4K, he's not the worst risk on, on a little three-gamer. Yeah, I totally agree. It's funny. We're talking about Rose and Tosh Gibson. It's like the old Bulls instead of the Knicks. So that's funny. <laughs> so so <laughs> we move on over to the Atlanta Hawks side of things. Who are you liking for the Hawks? Since you barely had any Knicks, guys, I'm sure you have a lot of Hawks that you're looking at. Yeah, I mean, again, we're staying with that defensive battle theme. The only guy I'm locking in is Trey Young. Um, wow. as my number one target. No, no, I, I'm, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna be looking elsewhere, but he's the only guy that I'm actually confident in. Um, his price tag's under 9k. When you get a, a, a stud point guard under 9k, you gotta attack it. And I think Trey Young, yeah. uh, can put up 50 at home. It's his home playoff debut. There's gonna be a lot of extra motivation, especially after that incident with the New York crowd. I think he's gonna be hungry. He's going to come out, and he's going to be lights out, I think. It's going to be lights out, Trey, for sure. So I like Trey, one of my favorite plays of the entire slate. Uh, the other guys I'm looking at, Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, 6900 is, is a pretty fair price tag. Um, he's been pretty consistent. He hasn't been shooting terribly well recently, but we know Bogdan can go off for 40, 45 points, uh, DFS points, and we've seen it earlier in the season as we approach the playoffs. So I like Bogdan at 6,900 as my second-tier uh, look after Trey Young. And then the other guy I'm looking at is going to be down low, Clint Capella, at 7,700. You know, he's a guy that earlier this year, we were talking about how this guy was just a 50-point fantasy machine for a stretch, mm-hmm. right? And now he's kind of the forgotten cog in the Hawks, on the Hawks team. He hasn't been scoring. He hasn't been re- I mean, he's been rebounding as, as he does. But he hasn't been scoring enough. So I think this could be a great opportunity for him to be a little bit more featured in the home offense against the Knicks. Um, more than seven shot attempts. He should not be, for, for his talent level, he should not be getting seven shot attempts a game. He should be a minimum 10 shots a game. Um, especially a guy that, that works so well with Trey Young uh, in, in, that, in that pick and roll type of game. So I like Clint Capella. So my three guys are Trey, Bogdan, and Clint capella and that's that's it for me um are you look are you do you like those same three guys or are you looking at anyone anyone else on, on the hawks side well the hawks are very interesting to me also trey at 8600 that's one of, that's probably my favorite player of the night so that's a great price for him and he obviously can go off you know the Knicks fans have been trolling him <laughs> trolling him and he's like wait till we get back to atlanta so i know he's gonna put on the show um other than that it's kind of like you said at first, the, the Hawks are kind of, you know, all over the place, really. So they have a lot of guys you can use, but none of them you're going to be too confident in. Like Bogdan is a pretty good price at 6900 but I would rather use Derrick Rose at 6400 
So he's a solid play, but you know, there may be a better player throughout the night. Um, I'm looking at Herder at 4,500. I think he's just a decent play at a very cheap price. Um, also, I'm looking at DeAndre Hunter at 4,000. I think Derek could get you a lot of value right there because the first game he didn't do much. You know, he's coming back from an injury. You know, they've been easing him in. But this second game, and which, you know, he had, he played 32 minutes and he had 26 and a half DraftKings points, 18 real points, six boards. So it, if he's anywhere near that range at 4,000, that's usable to me, and it could go up. So um, Capella, you know, he's he's great, but he's been playing in the 30s, you know, the low 30s as far as DraftKings points. So it kind of scares me off. Uh, John Collins was a no-show game, too. That scares me off. Um, I expect these guys to bounce back, but it's, you just don't know. Um, and so I, I my favorite plays are probably Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, and Kevin Herter. How you feel about that? I mean, it's not a bad it's not a bad play. To your point, DeAndre Hunter's only four K. I, I honestly he's kind of overlooked. I mean, again, another guy that we saw glimpses of serious improvement this season before he got mm-hmm. injured. He was showing that 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 stride and, and if you can get to those levels again, even a little bit, at only four K, I mean it's you're right. It's really hard to fade him um on this slate. Uh it's only three games. So at 4K, definitely worth worth a look. Kevin Huerter, I mean, at fantasy points wise, you know, he's a guy that's all over the map, but he does a little bit of everything, right? To your point, so he's another guy that that I, I probably should have looked at a little bit closer. But you know, it's again, it's so hard to trust a lot of these secondary pieces. Totally but agree. on a three-game yep. slate, you're right. You just have to pull the trigger somewhere. So I I, I love those calls. Yeah, the Hawks are one of those teams that they have, you know. Around eight very good players, you know, just real NBA players that have good talent. And you look at other teams, you know, it's like, oh, I would only look at one or two of those guys. So teams like the Hawks make it difficult for DFS. So that's for sure. But that's why they're a good team, obviously, and in the playoffs. So, you know, this that's going to be a fun matchup. And we can oh, move yeah. right along. <laughs> and did you have anything else on that game? I was just gonna say, oh yeah, it's good. It's gonna be fun. It's get yeah. get 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 that popcorn ready. No pun intended. Yeah, yeah. No throwing of the popcorn either. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, before we get into the second game, let me do a shout out to uh, one of our sponsors, uh, MyBookie.ag. Uh, ever since I started this podcast, people will ask for betting tips. We always get asked who you like, the Lakers or Clippers. You know who's gonna win the championship this year, and where you bet is just as important on what you're betting on. That's why we tell people to bet with MyBookie. MyBookie's rep is solid, and they have the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place we trust for our NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give us the best lines for all the upcoming games. At HoopBall, we don't give out our stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my best, MyBookie is the best sportsbook out there, period. It's simple. Just sign up with the promo code HoopBall. Hoop ball and get your deposit match halfway up to a thousand bucks bet with the best bet with my bookie promo code hoop ball all right with that out of the way we're going to move into the second game of the night that is the brooklyn nets at the boston celtics and we can start with the entry report on that game that game is at 8 30 uh for the celtics obviously jalen brown is out for the year big news kimba walker is questionable 
with the left knee medial bone bruise. So that's not good. For the Nets, uh, other than Spencer Dinwiddie, Jeff Green is out with left plantar fasciitis strain. So uh, the over-under in this game is 228 and a half, and the Nets are favored by six. How do you feel about the Nets lineup? Oh, I mean, I mean, I think the whole the whole uh, NBA fan base feels the same way about who you're <laughs> playing when it comes to DFS on the Brooklyn Nets side. It's it's fun because you have three guys all priced in different areas of the high tier, right? And I'm looking at I'm looking at a, a couple of them. So for me, it's going to start with Kyrie Irving returning to Boston. Uh, I think it is going to be some serious fireworks. I think he's going to come out uh, intense with high intensity, similar to the first game in the series. Second game was a blowout, so I'm not going to read too much into it in the series. But in the first game, he came out strong. I like that 8900 price tag. Uh, probably, I like it not as strong as the earlier pick of Trey Young, but it's still going to be in play for me. And if you can find a way to squeeze him into your lineups with Trey, by all means do it, because I think he might be low-owned just because of that. So uh, moving sure. on down to the big three, uh, Kevin Durant, um, definitely going to be in play for me. Probably my favorite um, pro- high-tier priced uh, forward player on this three-game slate for sure. Um, coming off two 50-point 50 fantasy burgers against these Celtics. Um, he's shooting well. He's rebounding. He's getting defensive stats. I mean, he's doing a little bit of everything. He's playing at that MVP caliber level that, that we are accustomed to seeing Kevin Durant. So it's, it's fun to see it come back after his injury. So that's nice to see. And then I'm probably going to fade James Harden just because there's just too many cooks in the kitchen on the Brooklyn side. Um, despite his opportunity to, to rack up triple doubles potentially and get those assist numbers up, I don't have a lot of confidence in James Harden. Uh, playing against Boston. He can go off for sure, but at 10,300, I prefer to, to take my savings or go elsewhere with another guy upcoming. We're going to talk about a little bit later um, on, on the nightcap. So th- that's pretty much going to be the only looks that I'm going with uh, on the Brooklyn side of the ball. Uh, Joe Harris coming off a, a monster seven, three point game um, in the last one, but I think it's more of an outlier. So at 5,100, you know, I'm going to be probably reserving him for more for, for tournament-level uh, contests versus cash games. But, you know, I'm not going to fault anyone for, uh, for going there. Uh, with Jeff Green out, it does open up some additional playing time with, with Blake Griffin. Um, but, again, not a guy that I'm going to have a lot of faith in, so I'm not going to be going there. Same with Nick Claxton, the 3,100. Uh, despite his high upside, I think he's a couple years away from really making a huge impact when it comes to fantasy hoops. So I'm going to stay away there. Um, who, who do you like out of the big three, if any, uh, on the Brooklyn side of the ball? Right. All great points. Um, for me, I like Kevin Durant at 9,600. Like you said, one of your favorite plays. Um, you know, when it was a tight game, he had 52 drafting points. When it was a blowout, he had 52 drafting points. And that's the consistency you want to see. With Harden, he had a 52 and a 30-something. Kyrie, a 40 and a 30-something. So... You know, no matter how the game goes, KD is going to be a safe bet. And uh, I expect this game possibly to be a blowout, if, especially if Kimball Walker doesn't play. Um, Jason Tatum got banged in the eye the other day. Um, he's expected to play. But, you know, it looks like Boston may be packing up for Cancun. So we, we don't know. But, uh, and I mean, that's tough enough with Boston being full strength to compete with this Mets team. So 
Um, that's something to consider also. Uh, but obviously, you made a great point about Kyrie being a contrarian play uh, if you get can get him in your lineup at shooting guard. Uh, but, yeah, you mentioned also Blake Griffin and Claxton. Normally, I would stay away from them, but you can, you know, consider one of them with Jeff Green out, like you mentioned. You just – I don't know if you're going to know which one to pick, though, and that could make you stray away from either of them. If you hear something before the game like, oh, Claxton's a surprise start, lock him in your lineup right away because at 3100 that's an incredible price uh blake if he gets a few more minutes he probably still won't do too much for you so if i hear something about claxton getting more minutes i would be interested at that pretty much minimum price but other than that i'm looking at kd mainly for this next team so i think you nailed that anything else on the next side i'm gonna put you on the spot who do you prefer (laughs) claxton or blake griffin right now I would go Claxton. I would go Claxton. And, I mean, that's just because I think Blake's ceiling is lower. But he probably will be guaranteed more minutes. But, you know, if you want to, for that higher upside, I would go Claxton. Fair How enough. Feel fair enough. What, what, what's your answer on that? <laughs> I'm going to have to go Claxton, but only because he's cheaper. That's the only reason why I would go sure, Claxton. that helps. That helps. That helps. <laughs> Uh, and on the Boston side of things, you know, we mentioned the injury report uh, with Kemba questionable. How are you feeling about this squad? Yeah, with, with Kemba questionable, it really can open up some, some interesting pieces uh, in your lineups. I mean, can, the question comes down to, can we trust Jason Tatum? Because we've seen probably two of his worst games of the season so far in the series. So yeah. you have to think that it's going to regress back to his mean level of competition and his, sorry, mean level of, of performances. And if that's the case, he's going to come out firing. I think he's going to put up a huge type of game. So this, whether Kemba plays or not, if Kemba's out, lock in Jason Tatum. Um, he's priced $200 less than Kevin Durant. So he's definitely a risk, right? So he's definitely going to be more of a tournament play for me. But if Kemba's out, it's really hard to fade Tatum because it's a must-win as far as must-wins go for the Celtics here. Um, they don't want to get embarrassed in their home court, uh, especially you know, despite the injuries to Jalen Brown. I think Tatum's going to have to step up and show that, that he is the future, um, future face of the NBA, despite what Max Kellerman said, that they, he rather preferred John Moran. But I, I'm not going to even go into that right now. um so uh, so that that's that's really going to be my starting point and my end point probably with the celtics i'm not going to have a lot of interest in marcus smart at 5900 um i just don't trust him he did did have a nice performance in the last one against brooklyn in that blowout but you know i just it's it's hard if kemba's out then i'm going to play smart if kemba plays i'm going to probably stay away from marcus smart simple as that uh same with evan fournier at 6200 just he's been very much mediocre um, since he's come over to Boston. We haven't seen Evan Fournier um, really play as well as he did in Orlando. So I'm going to probably fade there on the Boston side. I don't have a lot of interest in any of the other pieces, really. Um, Aaron Naismith just not getting minutes anymore. Um, he had a nice little run towards the end of the season when a bunch of guys were out, but he's just not getting the run. Um, I'm not going to have a lot of interest in and Peyton Pritchard, despite minutes potentially going his way, um, I just think that this is not the best opportunity. And, of course, all the big men are just cannibalizing all of their minutes between Robert Williams, Chris, and Thompson. Um, it's just so hard to trust any of them. So 
that's it for me. I'm looking at Jason Tatum, and then if Kemba Walker sits, then I'm looking at Marcus Smart. Kemba Walker would be in play potentially if he plays, but I just don't trust him with that injury potentially hindering his his uh, maximized performance. Yeah, I, uh, you pretty much nailed it. Um, like I said, I expect Tatum to bounce back too and have a great game. I mean, because he kind of has to, because you know he's especially if Kemba doesn't play, he's going to be the main guy. You know, it's going to be him, and secondary would be Marcus Smart. And uh, Smart is not really an offensive guy like that. Tatum could go for 50, but, you know, I mean, the Nets know that also, and they, that's why they've been putting the clamps on him because he is the main offensive guy. So that's a give or take. You know, like you said, he's only 200 cheaper than KD, so it's going to be h- tough to choose him over KD, but it's something to consider that he is the only guy. And, uh, yeah, if Kemba is out, I do like Marcus Smart at 5,900. He's one of my favorite plays of the mid-tier range. Um, and like you mentioned, uh, the Time Lord, Robert Williams at 5,200, and Tristan Thompson, they're splitting the minutes. Robert Williams is 5,200. Tristan Thompson is 4,900. Uh, Robert Williams went off the first game, a dud the second game. Tristan's been pretty uh, solid um, both games. Uh, and it, it just sucks because you want one of those guys to get the majority of minutes, so they will be productive. But they are splitting it. If you need a filler for a center, you can throw one of them in there. It just depends on how the game goes. Uh, if you hear anything about starting lineup change or anything, that, that can help you push you in one direction or the other. But it won't kill you to play one of the two of those big guys. And if Kimba does sit, I think Pritchard would be a safe 25 to 30 drafting point guy. At 3,500, that's not too bad. That's that's playable. So that's something you can consider. Because, um, you know, you got to remember Jalen Brown is out also. So Pritchard should be more productive in that scenario. But it, it's really uh, tough for Boston because, I mean, this could be another blowout. And hopefully it won't be. But, you know, it's a tough matchup for them. you have any other notes on the Celtics? No, all I'm going to say is, like, this this game does have the highest spread uh, of the three, um, mm. and it has the highest total, too. So just things to consider, um, you know, if, yeah. if, you're playing, if you're playing Vegas and you want to stick with the spread and you think it's going to be a blowout, then you can maybe look at some of these, these ancillary pieces on the Celtics side, some of these 3,400 guys, but... Um, even with that, it's so hard to trust. So I'm definitely going to look at those as more tournament plays for sure. Totally agree. Uh, moving right along to the final game of the night, it's a 9.30 start. Uh, the Clippers at the Dallas Mavericks. Surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, Clippers are down zero games to two. That's right, zero. So this is a must-win game for the Clippers. Uh, for the injury report on the Clippers, Serge Ibaka is questionable. That's a big one. For the Dallas side, Maxi Kleba is questionable. J.J. Redick remains out. Um, the over-under is 220, and the Clippers are favored by two. How do you feel about this Clippers Clipper squad, and do you think they will bounce back in game three? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> and honestly, it's so hard to say. I mean, because normally with the Clippers and normally with the uh, guys named Paul George, um, they basically – put all the blame on Paul George, that playoff yeah. P just cannot perform. However, it, we have not seen that so far in this series for Paul George, A100. His performances have been pretty good. In fact, mm-hmm. they've been great. 
his last game, he put up 55 fantasy points. And the game before, he put up, like, a quiet 40. So with that said, at 8100, Paul George might be, again, overlooked just because people just don't like playoff P. <laughs> Whatever reason, and, and, and it's based on his playoff history, whether it's fair or not. So I think he's, he's a great play. He's going to be low-owned. Low so, and this is a must-win. Uh, and the Clippers are a little bit of a favorite just because, you know, their back's against the wall. They're going to come out firing. So b- because of all that, I actually like Paul George a lot on the Clippers' side. And then you can't go wrong with his running mate, Kawhi Leonard, who is probably thinking to himself, if, if, w- if we lose another series, I'm going to bolt for another team to, to try and win a championship because I don't know how, how he's going to be able to, to keep up his, his, uh, his nice guy mentality if, if they keep losing. So an 8,500 Kawhi Leonard is a steal, an absolute steal. So yeah. between the two, I'll probably go Kawhi Leonard just because he's just so much more consistent, whether it's playoffs, regular season, doesn't matter. I'm going to go Kawhi, and I'll spend up the $400 to get him. Uh, probably, I'm going to try and squeeze him into lineups if possible. I think he's going to be a fantastic play against the Mavs. I don't think they have an answer for him in this series. So those are my two guys. Um, I'm not going to be looking anywhere else, really. The only other guy I'm looking at potentially um, as more of a punt, pl- punt play, and that's Rashawn Rondo at 4,600. The veteran brings that veteran presence to the team. He has been getting minutes in the low 20s in the series. Um, I think he has an opportunity to hit some value, but again, definitely more for tournaments. So the only guys I'm looking at really is going to be, like I said, Kawhi Leonard, number one, and then Paul George, number two, in that order. How about you? Uh, definitely agree. The two big guys, um, very underpriced in my opinion. They could easily be in the mid nine thousand range. So that's a great value at eighty five hundred and eighty one hundred to get one of the two in your lineup. It's just going to depend on who you think will, you know, score slightly higher than the other one. Because I think they're both going to have to play incredible to keep up, especially if um, Sergi Baca does not play and he's questionable right now with back spasms. Uh, so. Uh, with that being said, if Ibaka does not play, I think you can also look at Ivica Zubak uh, at 4,100. Uh, he hasn't done anything in the series yet, but uh, I think if Serge is not in the way, uh, you know, last game he played 22 minutes, barely any stats, but those minutes could go up to the 30 range. And then with that being said, he can get, you know, 10 and 10 or something like that. And at a price at 4,100, that's not too bad. Uh, Reggie Jackson went off in the second game. He's at 3,900. You can consider him, but the first game he was a no-show. So are they going to stick with him? I mean, they don't have too much offensive talent on this team. Uh, you mentioned Rajon Rondo. He's a pretty good player at 4,600. Um, and uh, Terrence Mann is at 3,200, but they don't feel like they can trust him, I guess. I mean, he probably should be starting for this team, and he's barely getting any minutes. So – it's like Reggie Jackson is the third most talented offensive player on this team. That's a scary thought, <laughs> you know, first of all, for the Clippers. And it's a scary thought for your DFS lineup also. But under 4,000, that's not too bad of a risk if you want to throw them in there. So uh, the Clippers are in a tough spot. But the two main guys are your safe plays. Do you agree with that? Oh, 100%. 100%. And, and your calls on some of the other guys, it's a real shame, too. Because the Clippers really were banking on the guy by the name of Luke Kennard to really uh, step up and, and be that right. be that wing guy. And we just have not seen that in his career. Um, and he has not panned out. In fact, 
he was taken one pick before Donovan Mitchell. People forget mm-hmm. about that back back in, in, in his draft class. So that's something to, to consider. Um, but, you know, that's just anecdotal at best. Like, he's, he's a guy that doesn't really do anything, move the needle. But I, I, I love your, your two, two guys, and that, that's pretty much a wrap. I, I don't think we, don't, we need to dwell too far in, into the Clippers um, right. roster. <laughs> but that's a great call on Kennard. And uh, also Marcus Morris, you know, same with him. They both got big contract extensions and are not doing anything. So... That's 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 enough of the Clippers. They're depressing enough. So we're gonna move on over to the Dallas Mavericks side, and we have the highest priced player of the night in this lineup. I think you all know who that is, but I'm gonna let Dave kick it off. And what do you think about the Mavericks? Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, by far, highest priced guy is gonna be Tim Hardaway Jr. There's no question. That's who you're talking <laughs> no about. No question. Right? <laughs> um, but Senior, all series, yeah, right. In all seriousness, though, like Luka Doncic. Like eleven thousand, I think that that's even a steal. The way he's been playing in this series, I mean, this is a home game, home debut of 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 the seat of obviously this year. But besides that, he's playing with confidence. He's playing well. He's not being shy. He's put up 20, 24 and twenty nine shot attempts in two games in the series so far. He's going to continue to be the focal point, and we've seen it. Um, you can get triple doubles very easily. First game, he had a triple-double, had 71 fantasy points. Last game, he didn't and still had 61 fantasy points. So if his floor is 60 fantasy points at 11,000, it's hard to, to fade him. So I'm going to have a lot of interest in Luka Doncic. And then the other guys I'm looking at is going to be some of his running mates. Kristaps Porzingis, 7,600. That price tag is just too high for what Porzingis has been playing um, to this point. We haven't seen that 40, 45 type of fantasy output in over a month at this point. So I'm not going to have a lot of interest in Kristaps Porzingis. Apologies. Um, but the other guy I'm looking at really is going to be Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, he's been shooting really well. Lights out, in fact. In two games this series, he's played almost 35 minutes a game. And he's shot 62% from the field. And he's hit 11 out of 17 threes, which is incredible. So... If he continues to shoot as well as he's shooting now, I mean, he's going to be tough to stop for the Clippers, but also tough to fade in lineups, too, for DFS. So I like him at 5,500. So I'm looking at Luka Doncic and Tim Hardaway Jr., and that's probably the only interest I'm going to have, really. You know, earlier in the season, I would have probably been looking at Josh Richardson, but we haven't seen Josh Richardson also perform. Um, And they, they really invested and they traded for him everyone thought he was going to be a great addition and he's been very lackluster in recent games he's not even getting minutes he only had 19 minutes in the last game and 17 in the first game so i'm not going to have a lot of interest there despite his low price tag um and that's that's probably going to wrap it up for me on the on the mav side um i'm not going to have a lot of interest in dorian finney smith despite the first game where he went off kind of like reggie jackson you mentioned um, he had a first game where he did well. Second game, he didn't do anything. You can pull the trigger, but at 4,800, um, there are better guys in that mid-tier, close to mid-tier price range that I'd rather have that are safer bets, in my opinion. So that's it, um, I think, for me on the Maverick side. I'm going to go Luka, number one. Number one, might be number one on the entire slate. And then followed by Tim Hardaway Jr. for 500, and that's it. What about you wrapping up the Mavs? Right, I totally feel you on that. Um, that's a great call. I kind of think Luca is overpriced, and 
that's gonna be unbelievable to say <laughs> because that is that could be a freezing cold take on Twitter later. So <laughs> I'll say it, but you know, this is game three, and the Clippers must win this game. They should be pulling out all the stops to stop Luka Doncic in this game. I don't care if you have to put Kawhi and Paul George on him all game, double team him all game. They should not Luka, let Luka beat them. I mean, if they're just gonna keep allowing this, they deserve to go home early. Um, but so I, I and with the the way the other three games, the other two games were lined up. There's a lot of talent throughout the night. So if you put Luca in your lineup, it's gonna make it hard to get as much other quality talent in your lineup as possible. But obviously, you won't go too wrong if you put him in your lineup. But like say for instance, Luca is eleven thousand, Kawhi is eighty five hundred. They were only six drafting points off last game. So. You know, just keep that in mind because I know everyone's going to want to love to play Luca, but, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup, I believe, tonight. Um, Chris Stops, 7,600. You definitely want him to play like his old self, but I don't know what's going on. Like you said, you, you can't really feel too safe to play him. Uh, you can go out on a limb and put him in your lineup but uh, because he's due a good game, uh, but it just hasn't been happening. Love your Hardaway call, 5,500. Great play. Um, same for Dory and Finney Smith. Don't trust them. But a guy you can look at at the bottom of the barrel is Maxi Kleber. You know, as long as he plays, uh, he's at 3,700. And he's he's going to give you the same production as Dory and Finney Smith or better at $1,100 cheaper. So he's just a safe play to get you 23 to 28 drafting points if you want that. Uh, you, like if you have Luca in your lineup and you need to go really cheap, you know, he's a guy you can consider at one of those very low prices. So. This is going to be an interesting game also. We have a great uh, – I believe the Knicks-Hawks is going to be must-see TV. Clippers-Dallas, must-see TV. I don't know about the Nets-Celtics because that could be a blowout, but we're going to have a great lineup of games. You agree? I agree. I mean, it, I honestly, despite even, – even if the Nets-Celtics game doesn't end up being a great game, it can't be any worse than this Bucks heat series that that's unfolding um so i i'm excited regardless i think it's going to be three great games yep yep so uh before we get out of here we're gonna hit off the tiers uh you know that's the fan favorite situation we're going to talk about our favorite players in their tier range so are you ready for that i am ready always born ready all right you'd like to start from the lowest to the top i start at the top to the lowest so that's I'm fine switch it up on you. <laughs> Let's say the 8,100 and up range, who are one or two of your favorite plays? Are we doing one or two? This is important. Yeah, I, I'll give you two, up to two. <laughs> oh, well, then I'm going to just take all of yours. My, my two are going to be <laughs> Trey Young and Kawhi Ooh. Leonard. <laughs> all right, you got me You got me on that one. Uh, I was going to definitely say Trey Young, but that's great call, and Kawhi also equally great plays. If I had to throw one out there, I would say Jason Tatum at 9,400. I just think he has to do it, you know, so we'll see. And obviously Kevin Durant is a great play. All right, now our mid-tier favorite players, we'll say 4,500 to 8,000. Who do you got? Two guys? Up to two. You can say one. Oh, man. (laughs) This is tough. I mean, the one guy I'm locking in, Tim Hardaway Jr., as I talked about. I was going to say, you were talking about him. (laughs) Tim Hardaway Jr. is a lock for me. And then you convinced me to also lock in. This is going to be a little bit. Actually, you know what? No. No. What was the the low range? You said 4,800? 
4,500. 4,500. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Tim Hardaway Jr. And, and Marcus Smart. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Marcus Smart. You took my guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So now I got a rebound. Okay. So I will throw in. Man, I really have nobody to throw in. <laughs> Let's throw in Alec Burks at 5,000. He should be a good but I don't really, I don't really believe that. So anyway, <laughs> let's move on to our lower tier range, forty five hundred and under. Who do you got? All right, I'm gonna go with the first guy I'm looking at is gonna be also in that Knicks Hawks game, and a guy you mentioned, DeAndre Hunter, at four thousand. Great call. All right, and then the second guy that I'm gonna be looking at is probably going to have to be... There's not a ton of great value plays, so I'm going to have to take a shot in the dark here on Ivica Zubac uh, if Ibaka ends up not playing. Yep, yep, great call. And uh, yeah, I'm not letting you pick two players anymore in the future, okay? Just letting you know that. <laughs> oh, 100%. I gave, you the, I gave you the out, and you didn't give it to you me. You did. So. You did. So, now I learned my lesson, but... <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Taj Gibson at 3,800. I don't feel great about saying that, but <laughs> he's a safe play. And we could throw in Maxi Kleber at 3,700. So, do you have anything else you want to hit on these lineups uh, for tonight? No, I, I, I think um, we definitely – I feel like I covered I – I said my piece. So, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think we're going to have some, some great games, as you mentioned. And, and I think we've given the, the, our listeners some, some fantastic options. I totally agree, and I look forward to uh, this 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 lineup we have. Uh, three great matchups, and I, hopefully we hit everything for you guys. If you love the content, you know, like, subscribe, all that all that good stuff. Hit us up on Twitter. Once again, my Twitter is at William is Bill, and my main man David Minkoff's Twitter is dmink33 for all the great content. Dave is the man, so hit us up. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Peace. Have a good, have a good night. This has been a hoop ball presentation.